Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. <laughs> I think is what you can say about this game. But some positives to take out of this one. We'll break down this loss by the Sharks. Why the hell the Sharks start uh, a 10-30 game after traveling across the country is beyond relief. But we'll talk about all that and more right now on this afternoon delight edition of Teal Town After Dark. Good afternoon, everyone. It is January 2nd, 2022. We hope you had a wonderful New Year. Um, you know, usually the, the Sharks usually poop the bed on New Year's Eve, not after the New Year. But uh, apparently uh, they, they delayed things in this 8-5 loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins. We welcome you to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We're here to talk about this game and, and analyze it. It's going to be an interesting one, folks. So if you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it. Chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. And, of course, follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, please. Sub uh, also join us on the SoundCloud, Reddit, and, of course, Discord after the show. And find everything at tealtownusa.com. I say hello to... Eric Landy, Landy, hi, bud. Are you doing okay? <laughs> oh, whew. uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm about ready to go off. So why don't you get us, get us going into this because this is going to be long winded. Oh boy. All right. Let's let's get into it. The Sharks begin a four game road trip with a morning game essentially uh, against the uh, Penguins, who were playing their first game. Uh, since December 19th, let's get right at it. Uh, and so did Pittsburgh a minute three in Evan Rodriguez, his 11th, uh, from Pedersen and Heinen, uh, to make it one, nothing Pittsburgh here. And then, uh, sh should I just go through all of them or, or no, I, I, no, I, I mean the, in that first period, right? Six goals, six goals, completely pathetic. And and they give up three goals in what the first three minutes? Jesus Christ! I mean, the worst period that the Sharks have ever played in Pittsburgh uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins was '91, the inaugural season, right? Mm -hmm. Eight goals in the first period. This was pretty damn close. I I was gonna say, Landy, uh, that for those who never experienced the Sharks losing 129 games in their first two seasons. Um, this is kind of what it was like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and not only that, Eric, but it was completely lackadaisical play in the defensive zone. Not only was it a breakdown by the defenseman because literally Nick, Nick Malash and, and Vlasic had their worst games, uh, in th this season by far, but of the last four seasons this has probably been mark edward vlasic's worst game and that's saying something because he's been pretty shitty the last five years um steve reactor uh in the chat saying uh wasn't that 15 goals in three games actually it's worse than that folks <laughs> it's 25 goals in five games <laughs> their last five games 25 goals allowed as a defensive club that's like what the f 
it's 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 you 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 might as well be fishing for number one overall, and we might as well just break this thing down because this is not going anywhere. This could be one of those games where you really have to take a hard look at at what you have at this point. Uh, granted, the, they're sitting they enter this game with outside two. Uh, two points outside of a playoff spot, so it, it's it's probably the one of the worst scenarios I would think. I think it would be a lot easier if it were just, you know, throwing it up in the air. Like if you were tanking or you're just being awful, it makes it a lot easier to figure out things. If you're playing well, uh, you know, likewise. But since you're in the middle, since you're in the middle here, what on earth, you know, um. I mean, th that's the tough part. Uh, Gensel, well, let me keep recapping here. Gensel from Rustin Crosby makes it 2 nothing at 3-12. Evan Rodriguez, at, you know, not even 59 seconds in, makes gets his second of the game to make it 3 nothing. Brian Russ gets it, it, himself going uh, from Latang and Dumoulin at 6-09. So five, uh, four goals in, four, in five minutes, six seconds here until Alexander Barabanov... Gets one, and and let's let's give him credit here. I know you're boy, you're red faced already. Shoot, um, you, the, the Niner game's not until one, but you're not supposed to be showing red yet. Um, but oh but Barabanov, yeah, but Barabanov, a nice goal, you know, uh, get it to himself to to get on the board. Yeah, no, and at that point, you know, I thought, okay, maybe finally this is gonna be that that um you know line in the sand like okay you know what the sharks are gonna finally get some momentum here they're gonna you know get a little bit going you know if they can score another goal you know they'll make it um you know competitive in that first you know you go into the second period four to two no big deal well what do they what do they end up doing they end up giving two more goals up one within the last minute of the of, of the period which was brian Russ's fourth on the season from marino and Patterson. And then Casper uh, uh, Bjork, Bjorkvist yep. before uh, before that with Zahorna and uh, Lafredi with the assists there. His first NHL 16, goal. Yeah, first NHL goal uh, literally within a minute of Alec Alexander Barabanov scoring. And that just completely – that that made, that made me went from pissed off to mad to just, just completely – like okay, you know what this this game is already done, already done, and and I knew that that once they had dug this hole, maybe they might make it interesting, but they're not going to pull it out. They're not going to pull it out. And and again, I don't know what it is about day games; they always come out flat. But it was that plus mental mistakes and just complete, complete idiocy breakdown. You know foul coverage whatever you want to call it in the defensive zone it was just a mess a complete nightmare in the defensive zone in that first period and, and, and the other combination too i mean it was a nightmare but you have the the rested penguins who were on a roll before uh the pause before the holiday pause uh and then you know it was ridiculous they were off two weeks they were off two and, weeks though Okay. And then you have a team that's got to that's got to uh, fly cross country to play a morning, essentially a morning game, which, you know, and, and there's there's, you know, 
uh, a good topic uh, in the chat. You know, it's not a, it's a scheduled loss or not. Uh, Taco Cruiser, uh, thank you for the super chat donation. Appreciate it as always. Thanks, sir. They go to uh, they go to uh, uh, help support the show and cover the uh, overcost. So, um, so yeah, whatever. Okay, so um, anyhow, so six goals. You're like thinking, you know, th this one's done. I mean, make it. Let's make it interesting, and uh, go from go from there. The second period, I, and I thought a lot of things calmed down. It was the we get the debut of Zachary Sachenko, but before that, is this all Reimer's fault? No, no. I mean, I, look, it's it's six goals given up in the first period. That's a combination of both goaltending and defensive zone awareness or lack thereof. Like this is a complete systems failure, not only on the goaltender, but on the defensive zone as well. And and when it when it fails that hard there, that means that there were multiple issues there. And and so, yeah, you know, I think. There were two or three goals that I'd like Reimer to have, but it wasn't like he was getting all that much support in front of the net anyways. I mean, guys pulling out of defensive assignments, guys getting their ankles broken in the slot. You know, Logan, poor Logan on on the, the fourth goal, the Brian Russ goal, basically is just juked out of his skates right. and, and literally left right dead center of the slot all alone on Reimer, you knew that that was how that was going to end. Right. And, and again, not only is it defensive zone awareness from the defenseman, but it was defensive zone awareness by the forwards as well. Yeah. This is a total lack of commitment in the defensive zone. And, and like I said, Eric, five last five games, 25 goals given up. Yeah. And, and, you know, here's the thing too. You got 16 goals four in the last three. We'll, we'll give them credit for that, um, but 16 goals in the last three isn't going to cut it you know, down the road here. Uh, Alex Beltran saying, you know, the Sharks have allowed nine first-period goals in the two 10 a.m. starts this season. I mean, that one, yeah. they were already on. The, the first one was against Boston early in the season where they were already acclimated to East Coast time. This one's a little different. Uh, and again, you know, I think it was Russ or Rodriguez that hit hit the post uh, before the end of the first period, so it could have been even worse. So. Oh yeah, I think I I counted two po two posts in the first, uh, and then one in the second and one in the third. I mean, it it, it could have easily that first period could have been nine nothing. Yeah, because Reimer did make a few really good key saves. Um, Sleepy Mofo, good question there. Uh, if the team knows they got to fly across the country for a morning game, why not fly out earlier to get acclimated to the time difference? Not using that as an excuse, um, but uh, I'll, I'll finish that for him, but more as a question. And um, that's, a, that's a great question. Now, somebody else in the chat um, was was pulling out. Maybe they wanted to to be with their family for New Year's. But look, uh, Steve, Steve uh, Rector, thanks. Um, and um, at this point, this is their job. Their, their job is to play this game. So, look, if you want to take take a flight, you know, in the afternoon 
uh, uh, you know, on New Year's Day, that's good. But at, at this point, they've got to be looking at these 10 a.m. starts on the East Coast and, and they either need to get their sleep scientist on this or they need to figure out better travel accommodations or what. But this is this is ridiculous. Nine goals in in the 10 a.m. games in the first period. Uh, that that's telling you something right there. But again, that doesn't tell you all of the story. No, I mean, it it it, it, it literally, Eric, it, it, the breakdowns in the the defensive zone, like somebody disconnected the controller. It was it was like that. And, and then tough breaks because one of them goes off of Barabanov's butt. So <laughs> on the Baranov, the Barabanov block, though, and and I wanted, I, I was was very vocal about this in in my little rant during the intermission because um, I I was so pissed off at that point I had to do a Twitter space and just rant. And the problem I have with that is that they're not pressuring the forwards um, enough out at the points. So Barabanov clearly gives him a lane. He's he's got about ten feet in front of Barabanov. Right. The guys need to shore those gaps better than they are because they're able to. Um, the the opposing players are able to wind up their slap shots with little to no interference or little to no um, uh, kind of uh, of sticks in the lane or, or any kind of defensive awareness from um, you know from the, the the guys tracking back, and it's just too much time. It's just too much time that they're giving up. And as a result, because he's given him about 10 feet of space and makes the block about 10 feet out, you're going to get weirder ricochets. The closer that you go in on that forward, the closer it's going to ricochet. And it's going to ricochet farther out into the defensive zone, closer to the blue line and not towards the red line. And uh, again, defensive miscues, they, they literally were not awake. Like that's all I can say is they were not awake for that first period. No, they they did not look good at all. I mean, I know Anthony's making Sharks coaches have never had the team prepared for early East Coast afternoon games. Uh, um, Dave Taylor, uh, Dave, if you're in the UK, uh, good day, sir. Uh, you know, game was <laughs> free to air TV in the UK. I was ready to go to take down the whole channel after the first. <laughs> I think Landy's probably didn't take down the whole YouTube channel. This game's up. Um, but so Reimer out, Sachenko in, he makes his NHL debut, uh, had some brilliant saves early on where this could have been, where it really could have replicated in 1991 all over again. I don't know. I think, uh, to me, this guy has got, uh, got some shades of a, of a former Russian goaltender that we used to know. Cause he, uh, Definitely was making some acrobatic saves, that's for sure. Um, the guy, I thought, was very, very good in the butterfly, moving laterally very, very quickly. Um, and, and Sachenko really did kind of settle them down a little bit. Um, but, Eric, I want to ask you this. Why wasn't he brought in 3 nothing? Was it just some trepidation from, from Bugner there, not wanting to put the, the young goalie to the fire? But... I mean, the, the, the counter I have to that is what's the what's the matter? I mean, wh what's what's the point? I mean, like literally you're going to let 
you're gonna you, you know what you're getting from Reimer. You know what the team is putting out right. in front of him. So, to me, good on you for getting him in the game. Yeah. But it came three goals too late for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I think there's like a little, little pressure. Is like, do I really put a rookie in against Crosby? Uh, no Malkin in this game, by the way. But uh, you, you really didn't need Malkin. You had Rust and 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 Rodriguez doing magic for you. Um, yeah, I, I think they didn't want to put him in, in that much of a pressure where they can build on it. I think it's still 3 nothing. They're still pushing on, there, you know, and everything. Uh, I think at 6-1, six, six I think that's when it's like, okay, this is out of hand. Dude, it's off the mark. We saw that kind of with, with Melnichuk last season. I mean, I, I think just calm down, let him know you're going in in the second period. He has time to prepare for it. And to go go to town with it, you know, and just get get his mindset ready. So, uh, yeah, and he came in with some with some nice saves. I mean, he stopped 21, 20 of twenty one on the on the day. Oh, he kept them. In. I mean, he 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 prevented that from getting even worse because we had said that there were some more really great opportunities for the Pittsburgh Penguins in that second. You started to see the momentum shift, not. Not until later into the second. Yeah. Um, and and really though, that first ten minutes of the second period, I thought was still a lot of miscues, still a lot of dragging their feet, still not enough tracking back into the zone. And you know, you 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 look at that and you go, okay, you know, th- this is a kid that comes in with, um, you, you know, comes in cold. You know, comes in with no NHL experience, and, and he does that uh, in that second period, and really, just just gutsy play from Sachenko. Yeah. And um, to me, I, I think the way in which he reacted, the way in which he he kept them in that game, you know, if keeping them in six to one is keeping them in, but um, <laughs> t- to me at least, um, this is a guy that warrants another start. And it warrants a start right off the hop um, because that really showed me a lot, a lot of that that character from that kid. Yeah. So he keeps him in the game in the second period. The Sharks eventually do get a power play going and Burnsy with the bomb, uh, you know, with the in the latter half of the second period from Benino and Gregor. Uh, Gregor extends his uh, assist streak to three games, although he's on a uh, goal schneid. But Burnsy with the bomb that makes it uh that makes it six two. Uh Burnsy with a goal in back to back games. Something to okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, I just I I just wish he wouldn't allow goals when he's on the <laughs> ice, but No, know, no, I said that. I said Burns, not Vlasic. Oh. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean it's just the, <laughs> the entire decor, you know, at this point. Oh. It's just yeah, whatever. But Benino and Gregor um, doing some yeoman's work, getting the puck out, kicking it out to the point. You know, they run their traditional point play and they're crashing the net. Um, Burnsy just he's got um, really, really good uh, support there from um, I think Peterson was out there screening the goaltender on that one. Um, somebody did a really good job screening 
And, um, you know, the team was able to, yeah, it was on the power play. So yeah, it was, um, Pedersen on the, on the screen Mm -hmm. and you thought, okay, you know, six to two, you got a goal against the number one penalty kill in the league. Okay. You know, maybe, maybe some, some, now we're talking moral victories because at this point I'm still thinking that this game is lost. So at, at least it's like, okay, you can hang your hat on the power play doing something, but um again it where where was that where was that know, earlier in the first period? yeah yeah i think they were trapped in their own zone that was the problem so third period uh we see nieto getting a bounce off the boards and then bounces off of casey to smith and in kind of reminded me of uh jeremy ronick's 500th goal where it bounces off something off the goalie and in um but at this point, you take them what you can get, right, bud? Yeah, yeah. And and Maddie, you know, getting his second goal uh, of the season, he's been snake bit this year, and you know has been doing great defense, great defensive work, you know, on the PK. Yep. And you know, down being pretty responsible within his own zone, but the offense is just not coming for Maddie. Yeah, and and we had a couple of people in the chat going, you know, why is he still getting time? Uh, you know, playing time. Um, and, and I have to agree with that. I mean, I think at this point, you know what you're going to, you're going to get from Maddie. Um, and you know, I would maybe like to see how big Watts get some, get a turn, um, or, or, or something, but you know, okay, now you're, you're at six, three and the team is like, okay, you know, we get one more within the the first five minutes of this third period, and, and then we'll make it again. And and that they did, and not only did that, they did it twice. Uh, Middleton pinching in, uh, deflects up Carlson's shot and in to, at 301 to make it 6-4. Uh, Middleton on a roll here, and I said two assists because they originally credited it to Carlson. They updated it after the game, so per- forgive the scroll here, but Middleton kind of picking up the point pace now too i mean i think that's four points in his last three games if i'm not mistaken yeah and um jacob middleton i mean like you had said it was we were pre-gaming just just a little going over the game and it's like damn middleton's up in the slot tipping that and you've got eric carlson on the back end you know being the defensive anchor and it's like oh god you know if that didn't go right you could just see that going back two on one in their own net but the pinch worked this time um uh, i like that middleton's getting into the game now getting a little bit more offensive production he's a big body um i think he's got i i think he's got a decent shot i mean i wouldn't say it's the uh, you know i wouldn't say he's a world beater or anything he's got a big frame and if he can use that frame and can keep his uh, his stick on on the ice for tipping pucks like that, um, you know, he's going to get some success. And like I had said before, he's making very good breakout passes um, and he's able to to augment and, and add the physicality to the, the Carlson pairing um, that I think, you know, Carlson is normally used to having. Right. Because he's, he's always had a. Uh, a defensive stalwart with him so yeah um, good on Middleton um, starting to heat up a little bit like you had said um, seeing some good growth this season from him um, I, I've said it all this season I thought he was going to be an afterthought coming out of camp <laughs> kind of just being like a Jim Vandermeer type you know somebody who oh, can geez. you know drop the gloves from the back end 
but he's been he's proved to be a lot more than that. Yeah. Um, today's game, not you know, notwithstanding, but you know, good good to see that the team at least build on this momentum a little bit. Um, and, and I think they come back and they score a minute later. Do you know? You want to go through it? Yeah. Uh, so you have that to so make it, you know, six four, and then a little over a minute later, Logan Couture is, you know, open at the back door. He slams it home uh, to make it six five, and and I was saving this for later. But Anthony Sanchez in the chat was saying, you know, pauses. We know the Sharks can qu- score goals when we load up with Hurdle, Couture, and Meyer. Uh, is that something that maybe, but it's like it, that's like kind of like putting Taves and Kane together in, in Chicago, right? It's like, that's literally the last ditch effort to get, um, you know, some, some type of scoring, but man, hurdle had a rough game today. I did not like hurdles game at all. And, you know, he, he gets a, gets a post, you know, in, in the dying seconds, um, but again, I thought he was not tracking very well defensively. Um, I thought on that line with Couture and with Meyer, I thought he was the one that wasn't um, really driving play all that well. Um, but, you know, on that particular goal with Logan scoring, um, you do get uh, a boost from him being on the line. But again, I. I don't know if there's something if there's something up with him or what. If if maybe the the contracting is now starting to kind of dwell on him a little bit as we get closer to the to the deadline. But um, to me, Hurdle hasn't really looked right, and I am not really a fan of loading up all the talent on one line, especially when this team already lacks depth. Um, and it's not like you can play, you know that that line you know 10 minutes in the third period you know because there are already minute munchers right so at this point to me it's over reliance upon top forwards and that's a direct indictment on the lack of forward depth and that would be an issue and i would say right now because if hockey trick is watching and i know he is james neal is on waivers i mean would you want to pick somebody up just to help him out i don't know what his I should look up his cap-friendly hit, but is that something that that could be of interest um, for the Sharks to pick up somebody like that? Well, I mean, some what's, scoring? Because yeah, I mean, what's the worst that could happen, right? He's a he's a he's a waiver wire pickup. If he doesn't work out, you can just put him right back onto the on waivers, and it not be that big of a deal. Um, It's know. tough because you don't know where this team is going. It's the same thing we were talking yeah. about earlier in the show. It, it, it's like, where do you go with it? You know, um, because... I mean, this I mean, originally, I think the from the from the organization's perspective, it's always make the playoffs. At least let's, uh, you know, let's try to, um, yeah. you know, get in and, and see what kind of noise we can make. And that's always been the line from you know, the sharks brass. Um, but I think pretty much you could, you could, you could say going into this season that the team was going to be at the very best, a bubble team. Mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of where we all put the team, you know, is, is maybe battling for a playoff spot. Um, 
But right now, the lack of depth is just so apparent. You know, Dolan, when Dolan is not scoring, um, when you've got, uh, you know, a hurdle who has been inconsistent, Timo all of a sudden has now, you know, he, he got an assist tonight. He got, he but, got three. Oh, he got three assists. Okay, well, that that's not a bad night. But, again, I'd like to see some more goal scoring from him. Right. Um, I don't know. I, it, to me, Eric, there's a lot of passengers on this team right now. And that's um, and that's the question as to where do you go with this team? Right Cogliano, now. you yeah. know, Cogliano, I mean, had has had a few bright spots, mm-hmm. but same with has Benino. A, yeah, a few bright spots with Benino, too. But still, you know, you, you're you're trying to get them to get some clutch scoring and, and you've got 10 minutes left in that game and you're down one goal and you're you're. You're seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. You're seeing a way to get back into this game. And there's just a lack of instinct, a lack of of, uh, of talent to score that last goal. Yeah. And they pushed on with it. You know, they made it 6-5. Uh, it was a crazy, crazy finish. But then, unfortunately, a penalty with 2.52 left uh, kind of derails that. Pittsburgh scores a power play goal. Rodriguez with the hat trick to make it 7-5. Rust gets an empty netter. He gets his hat trick. Uh, it's been a, I would have to say it's been a while since uh, the Sharks have given up two hat tricks in the same game. Um, you know, it's it's tough to see. Logan Teal 86, you know, asking does Sachenko get credited with the loss on the stat sheet? No, Reimer allowed the sixth goal, so therefore yep. he did. If if the Sharks had scored a sixth goal, then it would have been on Sachenko, unfortunately, uh, which, which isn't right. But that's kind of how they've been doing it for over a hundred years. So, uh, <laughs> Ricky, you know, we only saw Bedard for for a couple of games, but can we stock up on twenty twenty three first? I want Bedard so bad. Trust me, um, you're not wrong there, bud. <laughs> yeah. Him and um, what, what's the other guy um, that's uh, right now? He, he's shoot. I'll 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 pick up the name. But yeah, no, I I think for me at least, Eric, this pretty telling that that the team is is needs to make up its mind on what it's doing. Either go for it, get some more depth, or accept the inevitable that it's time to you know, start acquiring assets. And I would think it would, I think it's a mistake if they do try to continue this trod, uh, you know, of, of trying to make the playoffs. Um, you, you just saw what happened against a Malcolmless Penguins team, you know, and, and let, we haven't even played Tampa Bay yet. <laughs> um, and I look at Tampa Bay and I looked at Tampa Bay versus the Rangers this morning. Um, I was watching a little bit of that game in that first period. And holy shit, they were flying on a whole nother level, whole nother level. And I'm, I'm just looking at it like, yeah, the Sharks are not the Sharks are not able to play against that. And and I look at the standings right now and I look on the top teams. I mean, Carolina. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to play with Carolina. You know, wouldn't even be able to play with Florida. But and they, but they now took down I, Carolina. They they did, but I think that at at some point, 
you know, the the law of averages would state in a seven game series, they're not going to win that. Yeah. Um, and, and I now, I mean, looking over at the West, even, I mean, Nashville's resurgent St. Louis. I mean, we haven't played Vegas yet. Dear God, what's that going to be? Like? And do we get Vegas when Jack Eichel makes his triumphant return? Probably <laughs> because you know, that's just how it goes. Right. So, um, yeah, this team, you know, we, we had kind of thought that going into the first half of the season, the team could set itself up because it was going to be very difficult in the back half of the season, but they've struggled to even set themselves up to, to, to make a fight for this thing. And to me, that's, that just screams just not enough talent. And it's just not enough. But here's the question that we've always had before, and it's been kind of magnified with what Becker has said during the right. summer. Shane Wright. Thanks, Sleepy Mofo. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, um, you have to remain competitive in the Bay Area. You really can't do a rebuild. You know, um, I mean, that's, that's the tough part. This is a reset, not a retool, as, or a rebuild. Well, then- then some difficult decisions on the on the core is going to be needed needed to be made. Then, right? If that if that is really the stance that the team is going to take, that that rebuilding is not an option and it's retooling and resetting every year. If that's really the stance that they want to take, then they need to make some hard decisions, and and those hard decisions are a, I think a hurdle trade. And getting the maximum amount of assets you can get back, a player that can play now and some assets for the future. Um, at this point, you've got to look at offloading some of the defensive depth that you have because at least you've got a little bit of strength there. Well, who do you get rid of or who do you try to get rid of? Uh, at this point, I think you're. I, I would circle a guy like maybe a Middleton because he has played well. Or maybe uh, a Radim Shimmick, um, because uh, you know Sateri Hataka can do everything he can do and don't, right now. And don't forget Kanijov when he comes back from IR. Yeah, uh, Nikki Kanijov, and then not only that, but you have Ryan Merkley sitting there waiting to get some some ice time here up in the big club. Yep. So and, and he's on the taxi squad right now. Mm-hmm. Um. So. You know, I think they need to be making some some room on the decks here for some of the younger kids that can that can keep up. And on the forward side, I mean, where did Noah Gregor go? Yeah, where I mean, for a you know, guy who like, who declared that he doesn't want to go back, to, he wants to stay in the NHL. Yes, a three game assist streak is great, but you know, you need more. Uh, you're here to and, you're here to score. You know, and, you're you're here to put the puck in the net and defensively. Oh, defensively, there were some rough spots today. So, a lot, a lot of rough spots. And if so, if you're not, if you're bringing assists, okay, that's good. But if you're on the the stat sheet, you know, for let's let's take a look and let's look see, you know, how bad his night was. Right. Um. So team stats here going down. Let's all, take a look. Mitchell. Noah Gregor minus three. Yeah. So, you know, he's got. He's he's a got one assist, but still a minus three. 
yeah, <laughs> that ain't cutting it. And it's not like you can say he's not getting enough time. He had 16 minutes and 27 seconds tonight. Although it says that he had five shots on goal, but I don't remember five shots on goal from him. Yeah. Um. So let's see uh-huh. who who else am I am I gonna? Well, I mean, Gadjevich. Gadjevich has not shown much to me lately. I mean, he had a good physical game against the Flyers, but that fourth line was, you know, for as much as we praised them the last game, they were completely invisible tonight, today. Um, so some comments from the locker room, uh, Bugner put it up simply, it was ugly. <laughs> um, uh, he continued on to say, putting in Sachinka was a message to the team. We had to switch up a bunch of lines searching for goals. Uh, I liked our battle back and compete. When you, we, when you open up looking for offense, you're going to give up looks. I didn't think the Mieto call was a good call. Uh, talking about the penalty late in the third period that allowed Pittsburgh to, get insurance goals there uh i don't think there are any safe leads we didn't help reimer at all there's no excuse for this our our forward three got caught deep uh we had some mishaps and mistakes reimer may have struggled early on but we couldn't cap it the wheels came off and we should have never been in that situation no knock to reimer we have to play better in front of him and listen to this. This is from Carlson and Laurel Laurel putting this in the chat for us. Thanks, Laurel. When you fly across the country and play an afternoon game, 10 a.m. for us, mm-hmm. against the Pittsburgh Penguins, this can happen. <laughs> and it did. There are no excuses. What are you trying to say there? Like, uh, you're making an excuse, but you're also saying that it's not your fault? No. Like, what... what what kind of message is that? It's it's basically admitting that, you know, we knew we could let the, this could be ugly and it happened to be ugly. There's no no excuse for it to be ugly. We should have played better. I, that's how I look at that. And Laurel, thank you for the quotes. Appreciate it, my friend. Uh, yeah, and hope you're feeling better. Yeah. Um, Laurel, yeah, you know, all the, all the best um, from us. But... Again, it's like, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't I, see. And that's a problem that I have with, with Carlson. It's, it's, it's just this don't give a shit attitude sometimes that we get from him. It's this, oh yeah, it happened. But you know, then again, you know, it was a 10 o'clock game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's like, no, you either take it, you take a stance against the schedule and be like, Hey, look, this was completely asinine and you know out somewhat out of our control or you you take the other option which i think is is more appropriate here and it was just a total lack of mental effort and you and you cop to that and 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 yet we get this wishy-washy from him and that's i think i think that that's what brushes me the wrong way with him is that he just sometimes will have that nonchalant attitude and it's like do you even care like, I know you're getting paid, and I know that you want to win, but when you're not, you know, when you're just giving this nonchalant, like, okay, whatever, like, we'd never see Dan Boyle be like that. Like, if Dan Boyle was in the lineup tonight and then had, you know, reaction after this, he'd be pissed. 
I, I don't know, dude. That lack of killer instinct really bothers me. And that's part. Of, that might be part of the problem too, is that there is such a lack of killer instinct um, at times. Uh, again, yes, it is an early start. Uh, and again, like it was pointed out, nine, ten goals. Uh, you know, in the two ten a.m. starts that this team has had this season, not great. Um, it, it doesn't help things out at all. Uh, and with it looking at the standings right now as it stands at this moment, you know, San Jose is two points out of a playoff spot still. Colorado has been overtaken by L.A., who's won two in a row. They currently sit in in the second wildcard spot at, at 37 points. Uh, granted, Colorado has pretty much six games in hand on, you know, four to six games in hand, depending on who you want to look at. Uh, on there and Calgary with their COVID issues, they're sitting back currently just sitting at 38 points. So, you know, those games will come up big too. So that, that uh, Eric, I mean, I think though, let's, let's look at a couple key indicators from Colorado, because I think that they, there's a little bit more to the story than, than what's going on here. Colorado has the best winning percentage in the Western conference. They're at 667. Right. And, that's, to me, a key indicator of how well you're playing, yes. But the other one, goal differential, plus 24. I mean, that's only third uh, behind St. Louis and Calgary. And that's, this is a team that's going to that's gonna light on fire, and they're going to you know, extract L.A. out of that wild card spot. I have no doubt about that. <laughs> I have no doubt about that. But the question that I want to pose to you is, at this point, Eric, are we better than L.A.? I don't think so. I don't think you can honestly say that this team is better than L.A. at this point. We've definitely shown, San Jose's definitely shown their moments where they can be, but it's not consistent. I mean, let's put it in this perspective this week. Um, You played the worst team in the league and coming off of a two-week break, okay, get that. You won, okay, you got the win, but it was 8-7. And you blew a two-goal lead in the third period. You play Philly, you had a 2-1 lead late. You blew that lead to 2-2, won in the shootout, thank God. Today, you don't show that you're ready to go and allow six. You know... If this trend continues, there are concerns for this team. I think there's already concerns for me, at least defensively. Giving up five goals in the last five games, five game, five goals per game, basically. You know, that's what the the clip is at. Yeah, I mean, and and, and, and yeah, you're 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 completely completely burying yourselves because not only that, Eric, but as I look at it. Vancouver is tied with us for points. Mm-hmm. Winnipeg has three games in hand, and they're only two points behind us. Dallas, again, nipping at the heels. There are at least three teams behind us that are within three points that have games in hand. This team 
should only be slightly better is is only going to be it's going to be the last of the like fighting teams i i think is is what's going to happen and i would not be surprised if they end up finishing three three playoff spots out at this point Mm -hmm. just based on the defensive play we've seen in the last five games that is not a good trend. And and you need to have a bounce back on Tuesday for sure. For sure. Uh, w- one thing that, that Laurel put in, and thank you again for the quotes, Laurel. Uh, this one hits Thanks, home. Uh, Couture on Sachenko. The guys wanted to play for him. We didn't play for Reimer. Screwed him over. Didn't want to do that to Sazi. That's good, but why are you, why are you screwing over Reimer? I mean, when you saw it was three nothing four minutes in, come on. And again, it's like okay, the t- the Bob Bugner must be seeing this on the bench. He must be seeing the effort level in front of him. Why wasn't Sachenko put in earlier? Again, I know you don't want to feed him to the wolves, but if you see that the team is just not responding for a player like Reimer, who has bailed the bacon out of this team so much this year like we would not be fighting for a spot if Reimer had not come up in in aces in the last you know in the in the last 15 games or whatever yeah um without him the Sharks would not even be sniffing anything so to me that that immediately highlights mental effort again that to me immediately is like okay well we're not gonna you know we're not playing all that well but when we put this rookie and we really want to kind of tighten down defensively and we really want to play well now mm-hmm. well it's like again if you if you already got that vibe from the team if you're on the bench and you're the coach and you're already seeing that vibe why would you not put Sachenko in earlier I don't know. I, I, but I'm not a coach, but I I will tell you this, a a quote like that to me is damning on their mental effort in that first period and their mental effort while Reimer was in net. That's damning. Yeah. Uh, So <laughs> Ricky, Ricky Barton Slager, Eric, swear your loyalty to Team Tank. Hey, hey, I'm on, I'm on the Shane Wright train. Okay, <laughs> look, that I, I, I'll take, I'll take me a Shane Wright. Thank you very much. Um, you know him and Eki playing together with Bordy, uh, <laughs> beautiful. But um, I digress. Here, here's the question um, for you: Can the Sharks survive? two more losing seasons to get a chance at Wright or Bedard. Uh, oh. Yeah, and and I would say because they have a pretty stable ownership group and they have a pretty same, you know, pretty safe um arena deal and stuff, I don't I don't think moving the team even if they didn't draw well um I you know, you're not going to move a team after two bad seasons, right? No, I mean, but you know, look how long the Raiders sucked before they left, right? And and you know that whole that whole scenario. But I will say this though, DW better get something going here, because <laughs> I tell you what, if he misses the playoffs this year, I would not be surprised. 
if if the axe came down. And and the reason why I'm saying that is because this team has not been out of the playoffs in three consecutive years, ever. At the same time, we know what's coming already that the Sharks have. So there is something there uh, down the road. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that, though. Um, there are some games in progress in in the uh, NHL. Ducks lead 2-1 against Colorado, so... There's that. Uh, Devils up 3-1 on Washington. No goals from uh, Ovechkin yet. So uh, Golden Knights are up 1-0 on Winnipeg. And Chicago and Calgary will play later. Uh, earlier today, the Rangers shut out the Lightning 4-0. Uh, Mika Zibanejad with a hat trick. Of course he does because that's how he is. Uh, Bruins beat up the Red Wings, the Sharks' next opponent, 5-1. to one. Uh, Bertuzzi with the lone goal for Detroit. And five different goal scorers for, uh, for Boston, including Eric Holla, who spells his name the right way. So, Hey, Mika's doing great this year. I mean, really good bounce-back year. I just, I mean, he's already got 30 points in 33 games. Talk about... Talk about a guy who who really is coming out to play for his team. Um, and like I said, I watched a little bit of that game in the in the beginning, and that team was just on its toes. Oh, yeah. That's that's a team that's fun to watch. So, and and I think New York is going to be, um, you know, I think it's going to be a pleasant surprise this year for for Ranger fans. Um, but again, <laughs> that's scary as shit. <laughs> Because I watched the first period, and I'm looking, I'm like, yeah, if the Sharks were playing, they'd get skate right out of the building. (laughs) (laughs) Right out of the building. It's just a complete different animal between East Coast teams, especially two extremely skilled East Coast teams. So, Indeed. um, You know, that that was very, very uh, disheartening. And then, uh, of course, you saw the result from this morning. And, and again, it's just – I, I think you need to start really um, smelling the coffee if you're in the uh, if you're in the upstairs booth. Like, okay, <laughs> it's time to get to work because uh, there needs to be some moves made and there needs to be uh, you know there needs to be some shakeup in this core because it's not like you're going to fire the coach. Um, and this team has been lackadaisical in its own end for the last five games and. Again, we thought that this was going to be the most pivotal time going into the season because you just look at the second half of that of that schedule, and it is brutal. It is brutal. It is a big. Um, it's a big, big, big uh, divisional heavy. I mean, oh boy, and plus, you know, that Anaheim game gets postponed, so you know you're. You have that too. You have that too. <laughs> you throw in Vancouver at home. You throw in there that one. Uh, so we'll, it remains. I mean, to be at seen. the end of this month, Eric, at the end of January, this could put them at the bottom of the Pacific, not you know, right right above the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. At this point, that if it, if it goes as bad as the last five games have defensively, and that continues to trend out this month then we could be looking at a team that just completely free falls. And that's when you figure out your answer for <laughs> hurdle. So we- I'm just going to leave it at that. Cause you know, that's enough <laughs> doom and gloom for my end. <laughs> We've had enough doom and gloom tonight. 
And hey, if you want more do- doom and gloom, wait for a Pycnologist tonight at 7 o'clock. <laughs> uh, but in case you missed anything, you don't want to watch this again. Uh, I-, I apologize if you like that. Like the pain and torture. Uh, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, smash that subscribe button. SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and of course, always available at tealtownusa.com. So with that, oh, Sachenko with the third star of the game. That's cool. Uh, he played pretty well for, in recovery and hey, making an interesting tips. game. Tips off to the to the scorer in uh you know to the scorer's box over in Pittsburgh because that's not normal for them to to call out um, players like that. They're notorious for overinflating hits and you know kind of being <laughs> a little a little douchey with the stars. So and good to see that and and a very good gesture and and um, like we had said, I mean Sazi had some really really good saves and I think to me he uh, he bought himself uh, bought himself a start. With that gutsy play. Will he start Tuesday in Detroit? That remains to be seen, but I'm curious if he gets something down the road. Maybe Buffalo? Who knows? Uh, So we'll see on that one. But that'll do it for us. Again, Pucknologist tonight at 7 p.m. right here on the YouTube channel. So hit that notification bell when you subscribe. That'll notify you when Pucknologist goes on the air. That'll do it from here. Uh, Landy, as always, thank you, my friend. Your final thoughts and where the people can find you. Uh, go watch some football, I guess. Let's see if, if uh, you know, if if I can extract any ounce of happiness in my sports life today. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, in all seriousness, though, I mean, we just got to we just got to watch the train wreck. Right. And, and we just got to see where this thing is going to go. Um, and you know, if they continue to play like this, there's going to be some really, really, um, there's going to be some really, really emotional moves that are going to have to be made and uh, I'm not looking forward to it, but, um, we'll see, we'll see how it ends up. Uh, as far as where you can find me, you can use my first name, I K L A N D I and all the social media garbage. All right. I'm at puck guy 14 on the Twitter and Instagram. Shout out to Dave Taylor watching us in the UK. The good to watch live for the first time in a while. Uh, hey, there's a silver lining for something, right? Uh, we will be back with you tonight for Pucknologist. AJ and Jerk will recap the week that was in Sharks hockey. We will be back with you Tuesday following Sharks and Red Wings. That is a 4? 4- 4.30 30 start. start. See how I stretch that out and make it sound really smooth? Uh, 4.30 start with the classic rival with the Red I Wings. I appreciate it, man. For Landy, I'm Puck Guy. Have a great one. Until next time, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Thank you for watching. See you for Pecknologist tonight at 7. Have a good night.